Hello and welcome to the Eggcorn Podcast, where we make nonsense make sense. I'm Sammy Eastwood. I'm Raymond Ahmed. No joke today. <laughs> no joke today, okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember one. Why no jokes today? You couldn't think of one, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I guess we'll just dive right into it then, if uh, we're not going to have any preamble. Um, so today we are talking about something uh, that came up because I recently have been re-watching um black mirror and there's an episode called archangel um and if anybody's not aware of this episode basically a mother um she puts a sort of microchip in her daughter's brain that allows her to sort of see where she's going um know what she's doing hear what she's hearing see what she's seeing it uh also um automatically senses things so like she can't see blood she can't see you know, sex or anything like that. She can't necessarily hear like swearing and stuff. Um, and this obviously goes very, very poorly for this woman, um, especially when her daughter becomes a teen and like, you know, she rebels and things like this. So, you know, obviously that's a very extreme example, but obviously technology is allowing parents to clone children's phones. They're limiting their limited access. You know, they're giving them screens or not giving them screens, things like this. So like how much parental interaction can you have before it becomes like a child's invasion of privacy do you think i think how much is a difficult question and it's a weird way to phrase it it's not how much it's like what do you do you know what i mean because like how much there's not like a scale of oh he's he's involved 20 percent in their child's lives or 30 percent. it doesn't work like that it's more like in certain situations the parents decide this action is either appropriate or not appropriate and people can disagree right like growing up I was allowed to watch whatever I want from an early age. A lot of people, a lot of parents don't agree with that, disagree with that, because, like, oh, if they watch a rated R movie, they're going to grow up and start raping people. And, you know, like, that's not true. Jeffrey Dahmer was uh, grew up a relatively normal kid, and he killed people not because he watched TV or anything, just because that's who he was. I grew up watching a lot of rated R movies. I haven't raped anybody, as far as I know. <laughs> that's a bad joke. <laughs> Oh, don't open that can of worms, my friend. Don't open that. That's a bad joke. I take that back. But I haven't done anything like that, you know what I mean? So I think it depends how much a parent can be involved in a person's life. I think every person will probably have their own opinion on it based off their upbringing because there's going to be a lot of animosity towards your parents. Everybody has it. And everybody's going to be like, oh, my my dad grounded me when I was a kid for like doing this, and it, it fucked me up. And somebody else will be like, my dad grounded me too and I'm fine. So how do you really know what's right or wrong? Yeah, I suppose some of it is to do with like context and intention, isn't it? Because if you've got a parent who is, you know, telling a kid they can't go out because of legitimate fear, um, because I don't know, there's pedophiles around their houses or something or because, you know, they've, they've seen somebody's been abducted or like they're worried because they live near a busy road or something like that. Um, that's very different from a parent who's not letting a kid go out because they're just trying to control them and they just don't, you know, it's like almost like a punishment, like, you know, ha you can't go out because I don't, you know, I'm a horrible parent, basically. <laughs> so, you know, it affects you differently, I think. So, uh, like you say with the person who's like, oh, I got grounded because of this and I got grounded because of that. If you're, if you're a kid who doesn't get grounded too much, but then you also have a kid who's like, you know, butters in South Park where the parents like literally ground him for anything, like for breathing. 
then it's kind of it's a different thing isn't it like you're gonna feel you're gonna feel like oppressed if you're if your parents literally grounding you for everything um you know kind of like ruby that lady ruby frank who was like grounding her kids all the time or like expecting them to like make their own lunches when they're eight or like you know threatening them to not feed them and stuff like that like it's it's very different the mentality behind it so I think it's just like the intention of the parents is much more to do with how much it messes up the kid than the actual what action of it. It, it of course intention matters but I think it's difficult to measure intention because even that lady you talked about the one who like whose kids got duct taped and she's like this horrible parent or whatever she never said specifically, I'm doing this because I hate my children. She always said, no, I'm teaching my children. I'm, I'm making them grow up to be better. She always framed it in a way that made it seem like she's a good parent and trying to do the best for them. So I think that's where the difficulty comes in as a child a little bit. You're always, your parents are always going to be like, I'm doing this because I love you. And it's like, well, then you're beating me because you love me. And like, is that true? Is that not true? And then you're kind of having to judge your parents. And sometimes it's just difficult. Maybe they are doing it because they love it. Maybe they're doing it because they've been hurt and you think that's the only way they can raise you because that's how they've been raised. Maybe they're doing it because they are just sadistic people. How do you know that unless you know each situation individually? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But at the same time, I think there are... There, there's definitely parents who you can see they're doing it because they're getting some sort of sick pleasure out of it. Like, you know, there's 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 uh that's when it's obvious <laughs> that's when it's obvious but then there's always people that aren't obvious and those are the difficult ones and i think those are the more like prevalent ones because the ones that are obvious everybody's gonna be like yeah that person should be allowed to raise kids we need to call cps like that lady that we just talked about i forget her name ruby uh, frank yeah yeah like of course she's horrible but then there's people like let's like, say a dad who beats his children because he wants to give them discipline is that horrible is that is that something worth calling cps for i mean i kind of think so because i don't think you should be hitting kids because i think that's training kids that hitting is acceptable and that's not something you should be going into adulthood thinking but that means so any parent who's ever hit their kid ever for any reason should not be allowed to raise children no that's not that's absolutely not what i'm saying at all like what i'm saying is like you I think once in a blue moon, hitting a kid is acceptable or like screaming at a kid is acceptable. But I think the, for me personally, I think the only time that is acceptable is if the kid is in danger. Like you shouldn't be doing it just because they pissed you off. Like that's not a reason. Cause then you're teaching a kid that, oh, I'm allowed to hit people if they piss me off and I think their behavior is wrong. Like that's not, that's not something you want to be teaching a kid. Like you want, like the only, like, I'm hitting you this once because you almost ran in front of a car and I want to remind you that that's not okay and you will get a very harsh punishment for it. But just because, oh, you back talked me, like that's not a reason to slap a kid. Like that's not, that's, that, that is far harsher of a punishment than is required for that. And the same with like screaming at a kid. Like if you're gonna like scream at a kid, like it has to be because the punishment is fitting the crime. Like if you, that's really traumatizing for a little kid to be screamed at by somebody who's like five foot taller than them and could literally kill them with the hands. Like that's not okay to do that, to scream at a kid when they like, they're not adults. They don't understand things the same way adults do. 
it's like I just don't think that's acceptable behavior with a kid because again you're teaching them that screaming at someone when they displease you is acceptable when it's not I, I agree with you I think that's true but I, I don't blame parents for screaming at kids when they're mad all the time like I think if a per- like if you have a parent who does it routinely consistently for like mild stuff like the kids just uh like playing and then he's playing loud and the dad comes in like what the fuck are you doing i'm trying to sleep stop playing uh that's obviously bad but if like the dad he's he's been like a great father one day he's been exhausted at work he comes home like he's he's just trying to unwind relax and the kid comes home and just like is it playing and messes something up puts the food all over the floor that he brought and like he's just like gets angry and has an outburst i don't think we should blame that parent for the outburst because everybody has those outbursts even with friends and like parents kids have those outbursts at like any age i think how a parent should handle the response to that outburst after the fact is different like they should obviously talk to the kid like i didn't mean that i'm sorry it was just a mistake i was mad you could see how i got mad it shouldn't be like that, but sometimes people get mad and they say things that they don't mean, right? That's a conversation as a, you should have a, as a parent. So I don't blame them all the time. That's why I think it should be like a case by case thing. Because there are yeah, some people absolutely. who just do it all um, the time. Yeah, like my parents. <laughs> my parents used to yell at me constantly. Like nothing I did was right with my parents. Like I would get told off if I loaded the dishwasher wrong, but I'd also get told off if I asked how to load the dishwasher. It was shit like that. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, I experienced that too. Like, don't get me wrong. I experienced that too, mostly from my dad's side. But like, you're going to blame them. Like, you're going to end up hating your parents for what they did. Maybe, I don't know why your situation, like, I don't know your upbringing. But like, as as an adult, you just have to get past it. You know what I mean? And And should you lock up a parent for doing that is a whole separate question. Because, like, how you raise kids is so difficult. And, like, is screaming warranting locking someone up? Because if you do that to an adult, you're never going to go to jail. So the only difference is if you scream at children, you go to jail, right? You know what I mean? I don't, I mean, again, I'm not condoning that because that's almost like Stepford parents. Like, that's expecting you not to have any feelings or emotions. Like, obviously, you are supposed to be the parent and you are supposed to be, like, the more level person in a child adult dynamic but at the same time like obviously people are dealing with their own childhood traumas or their own issues and so like they can't be perfect 24 7 but it's more the parents who are like it's my right to shout at my kid it's my right to hit my kid it's my right to discipline them as how i see fit which again it is it is your right to discipline your child how you see fit but at the same time it's like you need to be thinking about the damage you're doing to your kid by disciplining them in a certain way or like you being a tyrant and like disciplining your kid so much to the point that they become like a shell of a person and you don't you know you don't think there's anything wrong with that because they're being good when you want them to be good but then it's like they're going into the world and they're basically being like beaten up by everyone else because they have like zero um you know zero defense mechanisms basically against people because they've always been told that you have to be do as you're told and it's like parents don't realize that kids leave the house and they don't have that armor they don't have that resilience because they've been told that they have to be you know they have to do as they're told all the time and it's like 
a lot of kids don't understand when they leave the household that that doesn't apply to other people. So they just assume, and like kids personalize it as well. So like they think if the parent is constantly getting at them, constantly yelling at them for just being a kid, then they go into the world thinking that they're like they're a piece of shit basically. And that like they're defective because the parents can't get a, get their heads out of their own asshole basically. Yeah. It's, it's, it's complicated. Cause I mean, there, there's parents who do that because they're just being evil i mean right like that one lady we talked about them but then there's other parents who do that because that's how they were raised you know what i mean and they've been hurt as a kid and they think that's the only way to raise a kid because that's the experience they grew up with i mean if you had kids what are you going to raise them on you're going to raise them on the experiences you had whether good or bad you're going to look at like your child and be like oh i remember when my parents said that i didn't like how they did that i'm not going to continue that I remember how my parents said that and it was a great moment and I learned a lot. I'm going to do that more. And if you've been like, if you've internalized all that like anger you had and been like, no, no, no. They did that because they should have done that. And I'm going to do that more. It becomes difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can appreciate that. But like, how do you feel about the idea that parents need to be, you know, they need to be responsible for their own triggers and they need to be responsible for you know, working on the damage that was done to them as kids. Because, you know, people talk about the fact that, oh, you know, I had a bad childhood, so I'm allowed to be horrible to everyone. It's kind of like, no, but that doesn't fly in the real world, does it? Like, if you've had a horrible childhood, you're expected to go to therapy and sort it out. You can't just be a tyrant to everyone. So it really is, it does behoove you as a parent to, like, work through it and, you know, undo all that generational trauma that you've received from your parenting. So I don't think it's really fair for you to be, well, not you, but like in general for people to be like, oh, well, you know, they've had it hard as well. But it's like, but they're doing damage to their child because they've had it hard. Like go to therapy, sort it out and stop putting it on your children. I guess for me, the difficult part is how do you determine what's damage and what's just normal part of growing up, right? Because everybody's going to, perceive things differently right like i'll have friends who grew up in like i'll have family right who grew up in pakistan and over there the culture is very different and and being beat and being all that kind of all that kind of stuff is much more prevalent it's much more normal so the kids they talk together they communicate for them that's just normal and they're like oh yeah that's how it is and if that same kid came moved here and was raised with those same parents here and had those same experiences here He's going to talk to the kids here and be like, oh, my my parents are so evil. They're doing these horrible things that these other kids aren't having to experience. So I think a lot of that has to come do with it, too. It's like how you oh, interpret the, it. the normalizing of it. Yeah. Because like, yeah. like, growing up an immigrant, you're going to have very different standards and a very different upbringing versus growing up in America or in the West. And that's why a lot of immigrants, when they come here, they don't mixed well with the culture because they're like this is how we raise our children don't tell us how to raise our children and the children grow up being confused and fucked up because they're like all my white friends they had none of this and they have such free lives and they can do whatever we want but we can't like the girls like for example in pakistan girls aren't allowed to go out by themselves they aren't allowed to hang out with people by themselves they're not allowed to date you come here girls are allowed to do that they're allowed to be free they're allowed to live alone and, and they could do all that stuff so you could see are, are the parents traumatizing the women over there or is that just the culture you know what i mean like how would you 
handle that situation? Do you tell somebody who's an immigrant who comes over here, no, your daughter is going to be allowed to date. You have to conform to our religion, for our culture. You know how kind of like France, how France does it a little bit whenever some Muslim people come in? So yeah, it, they it, have to assimilate, yeah. So I think a lot of it has to do with that. Because if you talk to people from different backgrounds, they're going to have different upbringings and they're going to have different trauma, so to speak, and they're going to interpret that trauma differently. And I think it's also unique to the individual. So there's a lot of factors at play. And I d for me, the difficult part, again, is just parents doing something bad that you interpret as bad. They're screaming at the children. When does CPS or whatever get involved? <sighs> I don't know. It's difficult, really. Um, because, I mean, they have, they have uh, re reclassified um, verbal abuse as like a form of abuse. So like you can leave your partner now because of verbal abuse. Because well, you can leave your partner. Like well, that's abuse, your adult. Basically. As an adult, um, you can leave your partner for any reason. No, I know. But you, when something is classified as abuse, like if a child is being verbally abused every day and there's like proof of it, then I guess maybe there is like some precedent for CPS to intervene. But it's like a case of like, do you split up a family because there's a, a, you know, a, a verbally and emotionally abusive like parent because is that in the best interest of the child or is that not in the best interest of the child? Like it is quite a hard thing to work out because like you said, like some people had really hard childhoods. Like, I mean, um, Christina P, who's a comedian, she talks about the fact that she had like literally a psychotic mother who was like very, very, very abusive. But she doesn't spin it as a narrative of like, oh, I'm such a victim. I was so badly treated. She says, my mum made me resilient because it was like living with Hitler, basically. <laughs> so it's like, it, it depends on the character of the kid, I guess. Like, because some kids are really deeply wounded by that. And other kids are like, fuck you. I don't care. I'm going to go and do my own thing. Well, comedy is a form, like comedy hides tragedy, right? That's basically what it does. So yeah. her saying that. It's is a form of therapy, I guess, as well. She's not really saying like, oh, this was good. She's just saying, I made the best out of a worse situation. And, and as an adult, I choose not to let it bother me, which is great and it's healthy. And that's something like everybody has to grow up with. But what she went through is not good. And you can't say that parent's good for doing that, obviously. No, but when, where do no, you take the child away? Horrendous. For me, the, the, the difficulty comes in because it's like I have a, my mom has a friend in California, right? And she's a great mother. And her. One day she was like with her child and they were cooking some food and they were there was a hot boiling water, right? And the kid, she's a kid, she's stupid. She goes up to the hot boiling water, touches it, it falls all over her hand and she's like burned. Then the next day she goes to school, the teacher asks what happened and she's like, mommy burned me. And then CPS comes in and takes away her kids because mommy burned me and that you have to believe the child. But that's not what happened. The kid just interpreted the events incorrectly she was cooking, the thing fell, mom tried to help, it, the pain hurt. It's not even she interpreted it incorrectly, is it? She lacks the ability to communicate what actually happened. Like, she didn't say mummy burnt me, as in like, she just lacks the, the, the eloquence to explain what actually happened. So, so that ex but that's kind of the point I'm making. So like, when you're judging parents, you're not going to be in the room when it happens. You're going to have to listen to either the kid or the parent. And the kid's going to be telling you, oh, daddy got mad at me and he hit me what what does that mean like does, did he hit you like violently hit you with a boot to your face or did he hit you like he kind of spanked you a little bit right and, and if we're just gonna immediately believe kids i think that's also a problem because kids don't know 
what they're saying. You know what I mean? To put it lightly. Okay, so okay, so on the flip side of that, we've also got the kid, um, Gabriel Fernandez, who was multiple times should have been taken away by CPS. And I believe that there was a there was a time as well that his grandparents wanted to have him, like have custody of him. And basically his mother wanted him back because she wanted um you know benefits or something i can't remember what she she wanted the money of having him um so they she fought to get him back but basically her and her partner who was the, the boy's stepfather had been like cutting him they'd been putting out cigarettes on him they'd been beating him up and then one day the the father the stepfather sorry like just beat the absolute crap out of this kid and he died and he didn't i don't he obviously didn't intend to kill the kid because they took him to the hospital and like oh he fell down the stairs but it was like it turned out that he'd just been beaten the hell out of and this had happened this whole kid's life and he was eight years old and they and cps did nothing about it so well, or they, they just know kind about of seemed different to it they knew about it yeah they knew but they just kind of like i don't know if like one of the parents was just like really like charming or i don't know what the situation was or like the person from cps was really lax but potentially it could be this kid's case because this was um this was in california um and it happened in 2013 and it potentially is the case because of this kid that cps was so hot to like take your friend's kid because like because they were so lax with this gabriel hernandez thing uh, fernandez thing sorry and it was like such a complete clusterfuck of complete incompetence that i think that's maybe why they're a bit like oh we have to we have to do everything now. Like any any potential abuse, we've got to got to look into it. Basically, I don't know. I think a lot of it depends on your like officer as well, your CPS officer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your social worker, because sometimes they're like whatever, and then sometimes they're like, no, you looked at the kids sideways. We've got to take them away. You're hurting them. So yeah, so it becomes complicated for me. I just don't want to prejudge anybody without context. So if I hear a story about a bad parent if if you have to read the facts you have to read circumstances if they're horrible like that one lady we just talked about or that that uh kid that just that that died that you mentioned ruby frank of co- oh oh Gabe, yeah gabriel fernandez yeah of course that's horrible but if it's something else i mean uh, I, i'm reluctant to judge anybody immediately without all the facts because you never know and it, it's complicated I th- again, there's. I think there's two sides from it. There's the parent side, and there's the kid side. And the parent, the kid side, will always, be, always say, "My parents didn't raise me right." No matter what any parent does, the perfect parent, no kid's gonna say, "My parents were perfect." And then there's the parent side who say, uh, "I can do whatever I want to raise my kid properly. I can control them in any way." Because sometimes parents should do that, right? Like, let's say you want to limit your kid's phone access, or you want to invade their privacy, because that, that's kind of the premise of the question. Let's say they're hanging out with somebody older. You see that they're like 56, 13 years old, and there's always this like 16, 17-year-old that's hanging out with them. It's always kind of a little suspicious, and your kid has a diary. Wouldn't you as a parent immediately go read the diary to see maybe if something bad's happening, if you suspect it? I, I personally wouldn't. Um... Because I I had my mum read my diary when I was younger and I found it very invading and I've like never really forgiven her for it. Um, and and like there was no reason for her to read my diary. And like, I think, I don't know. I think I would need to talk to my child first and actually like really understand the issue. And then if I wasn't feeling like 
I was getting, or I still felt suspicious, then potentially I would read the diary, but like, it would take a lot for me to read that kid's diary because I think that's, I know that like technically children don't have any privacy from their parents, but at the same time, like you should have enough respect for your child as a human being, as like an autonomous human being that you don't just invade their privacy just like for funsies, like that's not okay. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Well, of course you shouldn't do it for no reason. And like, if you're, if your parent does it for no reason, that's obviously bad. But if there is a warranted reason for it, does the parent have a right out of safety or whatever to do that? And what is that reason? You know what I mean? Maybe they're like suspecting their kids doing drugs and they read their diary to, to figure that out. Or maybe they think they're sneaking out. They're like, I th- I'm pretty sure he's sneaking out. Tonight. Let me read his diary just to be safe. Is that warrant them reading a diary? I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's difficult, right? What warrants a parent right to invade a kid's privacy? Because as a parent, it's your job to take care of them. And part of that is using any mechanism to do that. See, I think there is steps you could take before reading a kid's diary if you think that a kid... Not, maybe the drugs one, that's kind of, you know. Um, but I think, you know, if you think your kid's sneaking out then you could do something before that, couldn't you? You could put a camera in the house or like you could, you know, go stand outside where you think they're sneaking out or you could sit in the lounge and wait for them to try to sneak out and then like intervene and they'd be like, hey, I know you've been sneaking out basically. But like reading their diary, I don't feel like is the first like port of call there. I, I just think that should be like the last, the last thought. Cause it's like the same with like cloning a kid's phone. Like I think you should... I really don't believe that a parent has a right to clone a kid's phone. Like, it's not, you know, to see what they're looking at, who see how they're talking to all the time. Like, I don't think that's acceptable because you're robbing of a child of having, like, those those moments of, like, just discovery as a, ch- as a human. Like, we never had this kind of invasion when we were kids because there wasn't the ability to do it. Like, we didn't have phones. We didn't have, you know, the only way a, a parent could really get into the inner world of a child back in the day was to read their diary. Now, there are so many ways that a parent can invade a child's privacy. And it's like, and I kind of, to a point, I get it. Because obviously we have all this new technology. And like, back in the day when we were younger, like, you know, you were talking about earlier about R-rated movies and things and how that didn't really affect us. But like, watching an R-rated movie is not really the same as it is now, where you've got like, literally access to like, some of the most horrible content in the world, or like the most awful forums full of the weirdest people who are like, indoctrinating people and radicalising them with like, sort of incel ideology and all this shit like you know that stuff wasn't accessible to us that much back in the day so it's like they weren't there wasn't as much for them to fear but at the same time it's like okay I, I don't want them accessing these certain things but at the same time it still doesn't give us a right as a parent to invade our child's privacy in the everyday life in my opinion I don't know what's your opinion there uh I don't know. I I don't have kids, so it's hard for me to say, right? Like neither of us have kids, so we're kind of just speaking based off our experience as kids and what we would do, and the climate being so different now, I, I kind of get why parents are in like a tough spot because you can't relate to your kids anymore. You can't relate to their experience. It used to be like three hundred years ago. Your your upbringing was going to be similar to your kids' upbringing, so you kind of know. Okay, this is what to expect. Nowadays, it's like if you grew up without internet. How do you raise kids with internet? If you grew up without social media, how do you raise kids with social media? What is the right answer? And there is, and like, I don't fucking know. 
Like every kid's going to grow up saying, oh, my parents didn't let me use Facebook when I was a kid. Maybe that's a great thing. (laughs) You know, maybe not using social media until you were like older is a great thing. Or maybe it's horribly traumatizing because it it ruined your social development. We really don't know. And it's just a guess. So what I would do, I don't know. I think I wouldn't limit anything personally. Just I would let them do what they want. I wouldn't restrict anything, but I would try to like educate them on the front end. Hey, that you're gonna have a lot of access to things. If you find anything confusing or strange, you're always, always feel comfortable enough to talk to me. Otherwise, you can't restrict it. And the more you try to restrict it, as a kid, it's gonna feel exciting and dangerous. Oh, they're not gonna let me go on this weird website. I better find out a way to get there because maybe all my friends have seen it and I haven't, and I feel like embarrassed now because I haven't seen it. Plus, yeah, it's like don't think about a pink elephant, isn't it? Another part of it is, like, as a parent, you kind of shape your kid's ideology, right? Let's say you're, like, a Christian or Muslim parent who's super fundamental about their religion. Can you just block out your kid's access to anything that's not religious? Like, oh, as a kid, I'm not going to let you be exposed to science. I'm not going to let you, like, you have to believe in creationism or whatever. And I'm not going to let you be exposed to these things on the internet. Or I'm not going to let you be exposed to sex at it, like when you're 17 because I don't believe you should be having it until you're married. And You know what I mean? Is that wrong? Is that bad? Should a parent have that right? I think they do have that right. Whether they should exercise is a different thing. But like that, that becomes complicated too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think as a parent, you probably do have the right to like limit your child's exposure to certain technologies. So like, you know, I, I, I'm very much a like let a kid do what they want to do. But I think as a parent, I probably really would limit um sort of technology usage or social media usage so i would you know i'd probably let kids play games or play like you know movies and stuff because like to be fair like i think some things are too adult for children like because my parents didn't really care what i did or watched or whatever like i think they wouldn't like want me to watch like hardcore porn but like they had no issue with me watching like an older you know, like a, a 15 or an 18 movie. Like, they didn't really see anything probably with that. And they, like, didn't really care about me playing, like, GTA and stuff, which I, like, probably wouldn't let my kids play if they were, really? like, under 15. Yeah. What? Why? Dude, are you kidding me? GTA 5 is dark. I would not let a kid play that. That is dark. There is some really horrible stuff that goes on in that game. Like, I just wouldn't. That's just not okay for a kid. I played GTA so, when I was, like, 12. Yeah, but so did I. So did I. And like, not that I think it did any damage to me, but I mean, I do have a very dark sense of humor, so maybe it did. But like, I don't know. I just personally feel like that's. I just feel like I just feel like it's inappropriate. I don't know. I I I I would struggle to give a game that I know is very filthy and very violent to a child, like especially if it's like a ten year old. Like, come on, really? You're gonna give a ten year old a game where you're beating up prostitutes? Like, that's not on. Uh. I mean, it's an open world. You get to choose to beat up those prostitutes. And also, and I don't think screen usage is very good for children. Like, a lot of screen usage. And to me, fundamentally, I think this is my bias here. Because I think a lot of the time, parents are giving kids screens to play with because they can't be bothered with them. And they just want them to go away and play with the screen. And I, to, that really upsets me. And I don't like that. I think parents should be spending... And I know, I, I know that I'm speaking from a sense of like, oh, you know... You don't have a kid. I, I have... 
I don't have a kid. I don't have, you know, all these other responsibilities that I have to deal with. And I understand that parents have got limited time and they also need to recharge themselves. And I'm not begrudging parents for doing this because I understand it. I understand that people have got busy jobs, busy lives, and they're stressed out and they just want the kid to go away. But at the same time, I'm like, you chose to have a kid so you need to spend time with that kid, okay? If you're worried about your kid's screen time, go and do a hobby with them. Like, don't fucking just give them a screen and hope they'll go away and shut up. Like, that's not that's not good parenting, in my opinion. So I'm like, I probably would limit my child's screen time. I would let them have screen time because they want to, you know, play a game or they want to watch a film or they want to do X, Y, Z. But I would, I personally would limit it because I don't think screen time, a lot of screen time for a kid is a good thing. I think I'd limit screen time but I wouldn't limit access to what they want to see. You know yeah, I, mean? I probably wouldn't limit access. I might I might limit it so they can't see like Pornhub or something because I'm like, there's a lot of shit on there that they don't need to see. Like, and if they're outside of my house and they're finding it elsewhere out on the street, because I've told you this story before, but like a friend of mine came to my house once and showed me like when I was about 12 and they showed me the weirdest porn I've ever seen in my life. And it really freaked me out and it made me feel sick, literally sick because it was so bizarre. And, like, this is before, like, Pornhub existed. Like, this is, like, really back in the day when this is, like, you had to go on almost the dark web to get this kind of stuff. And I was, like, I'm I'm good. I don't need to see that ever again. Like, I'm happy. Um, so I'm not saying that, like, just because a kid's seen some porn that they're going to turn into, like, a weirdo or a pervert or, like, they're going to get, like, you know, because I know people say, like, when people watch a lot of porn, they end up watching, like, stuff that's sicker and sicker and sicker because it's, like, not really, like, hitting the spot anymore. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to a kid. But I'm like, I don't really want to make it accessible in my own house. <laughs> don't say that. I don't really want to make that accessible in my own house. Like, I, I don't care if they go to someone else's house and they accidentally see something or they like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to assume that a kid is like going to be, you know, it's like heroin, like you do it once and you're addicted sort of thing. But like, I just, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't want that in my own home. I would want to limit that in my own home for my own children. If they're out on the street and they pick it up, like I can't control what they're doing mostly outside of my own home, but in my own home, I can control that. Yeah. I mean, of course you'd probably want to block porn up. Thing is, if could you, they'd always find a way around it. I mean, kids are going to be smarter than you. Not necessarily. Like not, like literally not necessarily. Like you could Maybe not like, Like, not young kids. But I think once they're like 13, they're going to know. They're going to know how to look up stuff and figure it out. Because my parents... Like yeah, but my I know how to look up stuff and figure it out. Like, you don't want to start a battle of the wills with me, mate. You're not going to win. <laughs> I think you're more technology adept than most parents would be. Yeah, which is true. Yeah. Yeah. So then you you probably know how to do all that. But most parents, they try to limit it and they wouldn't be able to and they'd have access anyway. So that's another thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, I turned the router off. You can't do anything. And the kid's like, yeah, but I've got loads of data on my phone. Like, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a losing battle to limit access. They're going to see it anyway. I think the better way to be going after is like, hey, you're going to be exposed to certain things in your life. If you ever have questions, ask me. Otherwise. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a way about it. But like, again, I don't, I don't agree with cloning a kid's phone and things like that. Like, that's just actually fucked up. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, There's no reason to do that. It's so controlling. But, like, if I'm having a conversation about, like, my private experience with my friend who I trust to have that conversation with, and then you're just, like, watching me have it. Especially in a case where a parent doesn't tell the kid they've cloned their phone. Like, that's disgusting to do that. 
Yeah, that's because, actually like, fucked up. I, as a child, have a right to, like, bitch about my parents to my friends if they're pissing me off. Like, that doesn't mean I'm a bad kid. That just means I'm upset and I'm venting it. But if a parent sees that and they're, like, a very authoritarian parent or just, like, a not very nice person and they start just, like, berating their kid, like, that's horrible. Like, I would find that so invasive if my parent did that to me. Uh, do parents do that? Is that a big thing, like, in the community? Of, well, like, I don't know how, I don't know how common it is, but it is something that parents can do, because, like, they can turn on, like, find my friends, or, like, um, GPS locate their kids, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to parents GPS locating kids, because, obviously, if kids get abducted, like, you probably do want to have that, or, like, you know, I think you shouldn't be checking it, like, 24-7, but if they're a little bit late home or something, and you just want to check and check they're okay, that's fine, I don't see an issue with that, but, like, parents who are, like, you're not where you said you were going to be. It's like, well, I went a different road. Like, leave me alone. Like, that's different. I think, like, if you're, like, using it to, like, essentially stalk your own kid, that's different. But, like, if you're doing it purely for their safety, I think that's not so bad. But, like, cloning a kid's phone is not okay. I don't see why you would need to do that. I just don't. Well, I think, to be fair, I think, I think a lot, I mean, some parents, I think, are just psychos. But I think, to be fair, some of them might be, like, you know, your analogy earlier with the diary and about, you know, them hanging out with an old kid. If they're, like, well, I want to make sure they're not being groomed, so I'm going to look at everything they do. Like, I mean, you can make anything seem like it's for their benefit or for, like, their safety if you really, like, think hard enough about it and do enough mental gymnastics. You can invade a person's privacy. It's kind of like that conversation we had not that long ago um, where we were talking about, you know, whether or not it's okay to have surveillance in the house to, to prevent domestic abuse like if you do enough mental gymnastics you can make enough people believe that that's a good thing when actually like when you think about it it really is not a good thing to surrender your privacy to that degree but if you're thinking that you're doing the best for your child by cloning their phone and looking at all their messages and all their texts like i think maybe once they're like six or seven you can do that but when they're like 12 13 that's a little fucked up yeah i mean to be fair my argument would be that i wouldn't be giving a small child a smartphone (laughs) You're having a flip phone until you're 15. <laughs> that's not doable. I, I mean, yeah, that's not possible. In this day and age, it's not possible. Because a lot of the stuff you do in school revolves around that. A lot of the way you interact with other children revolves around that. I think I think you can't do that. It's very limiting saying you can't have a smartphone these days. You're just going to, they're going to be so socially awkward when they're growing up. Like, how are they going to engage with other people? How are they going to make friends? With a Nokia. Like, I don't understand why they need a smartphone to do that. People don't text like that, though. They don't call each other. They're going to be so excluded because everybody's going to be on a Snapchat or Instagram and they're not going to have a Snapchat or Instagram. And how are they going to be able to like talk to people and make friends? Yeah, but a little kid shouldn't have an Instagram. I know, but you like say a that. Like should not be having an Instagram. You're saying that from your side, but I'm saying there's going to be people who have that and they're like, you're a kid, you're in school. All the like people have Snapchat to talk. You're the only kid who doesn't. And you're like, oh, just text me. People aren't going to text you. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to see it from the kids. They won't. Like, y- <laughs> I'm so s- anti-tech. Like, I'm just like, do you know what? Actually, it's funny because my dad didn't want us that me and my sister. Wait, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, my dad didn't want me and my sister to have um, a mobile phone. He was like, no, they can't have one until they're, like, at least 14 or something. And we were so mad about it. And my mum is, like, quite pandering. And so she got my sister a phone. And I remember sitting on my bed once. And I was, like, playing Snake. And he walked in and saw me playing Snake on this phone. And he, like, absolutely hit the roof. And at the time, I was like, oh, he's so unfair, blah, 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 blah. But then I'm, like, grown up. And I'm like, no, I'd never give my kid a phone. They don't need it. (laughs) 
so funny how like that happens yeah but you know there's gonna be kids who say my parents didn't let me have a phone they traumatized me and made me socially inept yeah, the thing is though i i did actually eventually have a phone and i was still socially inept so i don't really think that's you know again but then you're kind of making my point where it's like it depends on the individual and uh, and you because there's gonna be kids who say there's gonna be somebody 20 years from now doing a podcast in the future and they're gonna be like go ahead i was gonna say well i was just gonna say something silly but like i was gonna say i would make my kids such a rad person that everybody wants to be their friend whether or not they have a phone (laughs) they'd be like we've got to find her we've got to do smoke signals we've got to go to her house and get her out because she's such a legend that's that's how my kid's gonna be (laughs) everybody says that but everybody wants that for their kid I'm with the coolest kid, man. And they're going to be like, well, man, we're, we're going to stop using our phones because the cool kid doesn't use a phone and it's like really like lo-fi and doesn't, you know, anti-tech. He's, he's what a legend. <laughs> I think that's wishful thinking. I think it's wishful thinking. <laughs> I don't think so. I think my kid's going to be cool as hell. <laughs> if I ever have one. <laughs> Even though I am not <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm cool in the fact that I'm not cool. <laughs> I think it's uh, again to to wrap it up. I guess I think it's complicated. As a parent, should you invade a child's privacy? It's like I don't know. You probably shouldn't under most circumstances, unless there's a really good reason that you have to. What that good reason? I think people are going to define themselves, and and like societies can't define that. You know, everybody's going to have their own parameters and rules for what's safe or not. Somebody's going to say PG-13 is okay. Somebody's going to say rated R is okay. Somebody's going to say no, nothing. You know, some people, Christian people are going to be like, you can't even see people kissing. Because, you know, I grew up religious. I had, not super religious, but Muslim. I had people like teachers and stuff say, you can't listen to music or watch movies ever. It's bad for you. And I have like a lot of friends. Movies and music. I have a lot of. I know about the music one. I had um, because I had a friend, I had a friend in high school who was Muslim, and she said that she wasn't allowed to listen to music because of like it's actually in Islam that she's not allowed to or something. So is that true? It's not true. It's not in Islam. In Islam, it says you're not supposed to worship idols, and everybody always makes the argument that music is like worshiping idols, and watching movies is like uh, worshiping actors because you're glorifying okay. them, and you you know what I mean. Her and family was quite devout though, so like maybe that's where that's come from. Like they they were very very devout. I know, but that is that, is that technically trauma? Because you're like telling your kids you can't listen to music, you can't be artistic, you can't express yourself, you can't dance, you can't watch movies, you can't go out and be in the same room with another guy, or like guys you can't date until you're like 20 or until you get married. I mean, it gets complicated, and I think a parent just has to decide for themselves what makes sense. And as a kid growing up, your parents are going to fuck up. You either have a choice to forgive them. You can either forgive your parents if you think it's worth forgiving, or you can just do what that uh, the stand-up comedian you said did. Just figure out a way to yeah. turn it positive. Yeah, I do. I do agree, but I do think a lot of it is like a kid can tell when something is being. I mean, not always, but like I think a lot of the time a kid can tell when something is being done for their own good and when it's just a parent like swinging their dick around. Like, yeah, most like, we should listen to kids. Are just we should listen to kids, but we should also listen to parents. Because it's, it's, you never know. We need to have compassion for parents. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of parents who are like, well, I put, I went through this, blah, 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 blah. Like, it is your, it's your obligation to be the best possible parent you could be. And if you have got 
you know issues in your parenting style it's kind of on you to like try to work on that I guess I don't know I think there's a lot of damaged people who are parents and they're they're not doing they're not doing the best they can to like actually fix their own issues while being a parent and I'm sure like a lot of people like they don't do it on purpose but like at the same time there are some people who know they're fucking crazy and they don't care they're like well I deserve this because I've had a hard life and my kid just has to put up with it. And it's like, no, not really. If you decided to have a kid, it's your, you know, you, if you know you're fucking crazy and you know you could do something about it, you should. Like, it's not your child's responsibility to deal with your shit. Yeah, but the qualifier there is if you know you're fucking crazy. How many people know they're crazy? I think there's plenty of people that know there's something up with them. Like, they just don't, they just don't care. Uh, I think more people think there's nothing wrong with them. Or they don't want to admit that there is something wrong with them. But regardless, at the end of the day, don't read your kid's diary. Because Sammy will hate you. Don't invade your kid's privacy for no reason. Because I will hate you. (laughs) I do. It's not nice. Don't read your kid's diary. It is fucked up. Like, reading your kid's diary for no reason, it's like, it makes you feel gross. It makes you feel like you have no autonomy. Yeah. Or, like, reading your kid's texts. Or, like looking at their emails or looking at their you know instagram feeds and things like that like i mean obviously if your kids like posting like bra selfies and they're like 10 like obviously that's not that's something you should probably put the kibosh on but you know it's you shouldn't be you shouldn't be invading their life for no reason like unless you've got a legitimate concern i think neither of us have kids but like if you think about it you raise a kid right from a very young age you have to know everything they're doing at all times to protect them because from like one through five, they're basically bumbling idiots and one wrong misstep and they could die. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> yeah. you're growing up. So you're raising a kid and that's like your mentality of this is how I need to treat my kid. Then they turn 12. All of a sudden you can't do yeah. all the stuff that you did. And it's just like a weird. I guess it'd be a weird feeling. Yeah, I think it is. It's like a case of they can't they can't release the idea that they need to have complete dominion over this person like because it's like it's it's the same as when you're an adult like you still have that dynamic with your parents of often of them treating you like a child even if you're 30 and you're like i'm 30 you can't talk to me like this anymore but they just don't they're so used to having to do that and be that for you that they just can't it's very hard for you to change that dynamic you know you're like i'm a fucking attorney like you can't tell me i have to go to bed like get out of my life You're grounded. I'm I'm a judge. You can't ground me. <laughs> they won't ground. It'll be like it'll be the simple stuff like you got to eat this food. You got to watch yeah, your health. You don't do this. It's just like I'm leader fuck. of the free world. I do not have to eat my broccoli. <laughs> it's true. I mean technically it's true. As a kid, if your parents say eat broccoli, you have to eat the broccoli. But when you turn 18, if your parents yeah. say eat broccoli, fuck you, mom. I do what I want. Yeah. that just really reminds me of a sarah millican joke because she says that uh, something about like her mum saying she doesn't have to put anything in her mouth that she doesn't want to but then she made her eat broccoli and she was like that sounded like a double standard it is a double standard (laughs) it is a double standard (laughs) but anyway i think we've pretty much done drawn to a close on this one any closing thoughts no not really other than just be a good parent don't read your kid's diary or <laughs> don't invade their privacy without needing to. That's, that's my thoughts. Try your best. And as a kid, try to understand your parents when you grow up. I don't think kids have got enough like acumen to really 
not kids. When I say kids, when I say grow up, I mean like when they hit their mid twenties. Like just try to, when you hit that same life stage. Twenties is definitely the era of your life when you're like unpacking all the shit that happened to you as a kid and understanding like oh that was okay and that wasn't okay and things like that and then you get to 30 and then you're like oh well i guess this is a personality now <laughs> i don't know you, you 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 make of life what you want it's in your hand at the end of the day so if you want to let it define you it'll define you if you don't want to let it define you you'll find a way past it you know it just depends on the individual anyway i think i think that's all we have to say yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>